Okay, we're back, and so are you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast. This isn't going to be our typical episode where we run through the upcoming NHL schedule to help you maximize value and finding streamable players so that you can win your fantasy hockey matchups. Instead, today we're going to be reviewing the mid-season point for some overachieving players so far. Amongst the list are Nason Kadri, Andrew Kopp, Chandler Stevenson, Ryan Hartman, as well as Troy Terry. All of these players were ranked pretty deeply for their preseason ranks, pre-draft ranks, and now they're certainly exceeding these expectations. We're going to go do a deep dive into their stats to see if this is sustainable, unsustainable, or what we should expect from these players for the next half of the season. As always, I'm Calum here with Chuck. How's it going, man? It's going pretty well. The lack of hockey and fantasy hockey is really starting to wear on me right now. I find late at night, I'm opening up the Yahoo Fantasy app a couple of times a night just to check on scores and, you know, how my team's doing, but nothing's going on because there's no hockey being played. So things are all right. Just uh, maybe a little bored later on in the night. Well, hopefully this is entertaining for you folks and it helps you re-strategize or rethink your approach to your fantasy hockey strategy for the next few months. Sherry, let's just jump right into it with Chandler Stevenson. His preseason rank was 370. His current rank is 60 in public leagues. That's 9 goals, 22 assists for 31 points. He's got 50 shots, 30 hits, and his IPP of 64.58 is way, way up. That means that Chandler Stevenson is participating on 64.58% of all points that are scored when he's on the ice. That is pretty high for him in terms of his career, but so is his shot percent at 18%. That is unsustainably high for a guy who is not a sniper like Chandler Stevenson, but a good metric to show that even if his production cannot stay at these seemingly unsustainably high rates, he will be getting in some sort of production because his ice time Average on the year is 1939, which is way, way up for his career. That's true first-line minutes. That's almost defense minutes. Yeah. So shout-out Chandler Stevenson. Overall, I think if you have Chandler Stevenson, he's a good hold, but I should expect some negative regression. I think by the end of the year, it would be surprising if Chandler Stevenson is in the top 100 ranked players in public leagues especially considering that Jack Eichel is coming back or coming to the Vegas Golden Knights. But I think it's uh, interesting to consider that Eichel coming to the Knights doesn't necessarily mean Eichel will be on that top line. Chandler Stevenson has worked so well with Stone and Pacioretty. He plays a perfect complementary role to what that line needs. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right, Chuck? I agree with you. I guess the big discussion around Chandler Stevenson is if he gets relegated from that first line when Eichel joins the team. Still not, just, uh, I'm still not sure what's going to happen there. We're going to have to wait to see what the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights does there. But I feel like Jack Eichel could definitely make that top line after a week or two of playing once he gets his legs and lungs back under him. Next up on our list is Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri preseason ranking was 209. He's currently ranked number 10. Nazem Kadri has 11 goals, 27 assists for 38 points with 75 shots and 20 hits. 
His IPP this year is 74.07, which seems high, but is pretty much on pace for what he's been doing with Colorado the last couple of years. Shooting percentage of 14.7% is very high for him, definitely above his career average. And his ice time is 18 minutes and 27 seconds a game. Now, Nazem Kadri has enjoyed a lot of time playing on the top line alongside Landis Gog and Rantanen due to McKinnon's injuries and, and run-ins with COVID-19 and all that. So he has enjoyed some in, uh, increase to his ice time and playing with some better line mates. But even now that McKinnon's back and on the first line, Nazem Kadri is still popping off alongside Burakovsky and Nachuskin on the second line, still getting points, still putting in the work, and he's still playing like probably the best player on that team right now. I don't want to say that this is unsustainably high, but it definitely is unsustainably high for Nazem Kadri. We've never seen him perform at a clip like this ever before in his career. His IPP is the only thing that's around his career average, or that is reasonable, that seems reasonable rather. Shooting percentage is high. He has more goals and assists and points and shots than ever before at this point in a season. So Nazem Kadri is enjoying a breakout season at his 31 years of age, but I don't think this is sustainable. I think with McKinnon coming back and taking over the first line center role and the first line power play center role, Nazem Kadri will slowly see a hit to his point totals and his production will decrease. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I also think that Kadri is making the most of this opportunity while being well aware this is his contract year. Yeah, this is interesting to think that at 30-something years old, Nazem Kadri is finally having a breakout year and becoming this point-of-game-plus player. I really don't see that. I think this could be more explained as just an anomaly. Bunch of bounces going right. The shot percentage is kind of high, but it's not crazy high is the thing. And I do like that he's getting the that this ice time. That IPP I should expect to come down, though. That's just not really sustainable for anybody especially not Nazem Kadri. But I do want to compare him to other two-way forwards who seem to really take another step forward as they reach this later stage of their career. I'd like to point out Perron, who was never a point-of-game player. Um, Hyman? Yes, and I'd also like to point out Zach Hyman, who is clearly not ever producing at this pace of Nazem Kadri, but only got better with his game over time and I think a lot of what Kadri is showing in his game this year are things that we haven't seen from him before big clapping one-timers snipes and certainly utilizing that grit that he's always had so I think I'm kind of conflicted because I think this is a new look for Nazem Kadri, but I don't know that this new look will stay as productive as it's been so far for a continuous period of time. So I'm looking for... I'm Overall, I'm going to rate Nazem Kadris unsustainably high, but I am rooting for him. I would love to see him continue this pace and remain as a top 10 ranked player in public leagues fantasy hockey. Yahoo fantasy hockey. We'll see. Yeah, I could see him sticking within the top 50 ranked players for Yahoo fantasy hockey by the end of the season, but... Within the top 10 seems a little out of reach considering some of the guys that, you know, have been having a slower start to the year. 
Yeah, the superstars will pick up and these uh, the middle guys will slow down. Okay, let's move over to another guy who's certainly over-exceeding his expectations. Ryan Hartman from the Minnesota Wild. His preseason rank was 374. He's currently ranked 14 in Yahoo Public Leagues. Hartman's got 14 goals and 12 assists for 26 points on the season. 103 shots and 32 hits. Interesting. He is certain obviously these these brief stats clearly he's exceeding all of his preseason rankings expectations i don't know who ryan hartman is didn't know before this year and now he's the 14th best fantasy hockey player in the league but going through his deep stats it doesn't seem that this is unsustainable there are aspects of ryan hartman's stat line which are probably overextended but none of them so dramatically where you're expecting a major, major drop-off. Ryan Hartman's IPP is at a 54%, which is not even his career high. His shot percentage is at 13.6%, which is obviously pretty high. Austin Matthews doesn't shoot that accurate. So you could expect some some regression, but nothing too crazy. And his ice time is up for his career at 17 Almost 18 minutes per game. I really like that. So I think that this is a positive thesis for Ryan Hartman. Will he remain the 14th best fantasy hockey player as the season continues? Very quickly, I will tell you no. But if you have him, I think that you should be happy and ride him while he's hot. This might even be a great opportunity to sell high. I would not expect Ryan Hartman to ever push higher than this current rank of 14 i would only expect it to go down from here but him to still be serviceable along the way so i'm not a holder but i know you are charlie yeah my my recommendation to you would be try and try and sell this guy while he's high try and sell him yeah him playing alongside zuccarello and kaprizov is really making it hard for me to sell him because if he's getting 18 minutes of ice time a night alongside those guys it's pretty much guaranteed that he's going to be producing at a similar pace to this one I don't know. It's it's hard for me to let go of him, but I might be looking to shop Ryan Hartman pretty soon. Maybe when the season uh, when the season resumes. Moving over to our fourth forward of overperforming forwards or potentially overperforming forwards for this episode is going to be Andrew Kopp, whose preseason ranking was 225 and his current season ranking is 114. Andrew Kopp has seen some slowing to his production over the last few weeks or so, as early on in the season, he was actually in the top 20 ranked players for quite a while. He and Pierre-Luc Dubois were popping off. Andrew Kopp has 7 goals, 13 assists, and 20 points on the year, as as well as 77 shots and 26 hits. His IPP is 68.42. He has a shooting percentage of 9.1 and is currently playing with an average time on ice of 20 minutes and 32 seconds. I just want to say before analyzing these numbers, I just want to say that that is one second more than Austin Matthews plays a night on average. So Andrew Kopp is getting major first-line forward minutes right now. He's playing alongside Pierre-Luc Dubois and Nikolai Ehlers for the most of that. His IPP being at 68, almost 70%, is not too much above his career average that there's any need to be concerned about that. If anything, his point totals are kind of low after observing that 70% IPP. Just shows the the struggles that Winnipeg's been feeling this year and all those changes that they made to the team last season really might not have been 
been what they needed. Anyways, Andrew Kopp, I think, is very sustainable. We've seen his play progress pretty steadily for the last couple seasons. Last year, alongside Mason Appleton and Adam Lowry on the third line for Winnipeg, he enjoyed quite a breakout year, showed that he had the offensive prowess and that he could put in goals, make the passes, and he'd like, you know, just play like a top playing, uh, a top ranked power forward rather. So Andrew Kopp, I don't see this being unsustainably high. If anything, I think his uh, current ranking is a little low. I believe that he could climb up that ranking and get within the top 100 players by the end of the season based on how much time, time on ice he's playing and uh, who, who he's playing with. All right. Our last player is Troy Terry, preseason rank 524, currently ranked 62 in Yahoo Public Leagues. Terry's got 18 goals, 12 assists for 30 points on the season with 74 shots and 3 hits. For those of you that were doing the quick maths, 18 goals on 74 shots is a 24% shot percent. 24% shooting percent. Uh, That's crazy high. No player scores on a quarter of every shot that they take. Uh, Troy Terry is doing it right now, but we should not expect that to stay that way. In addition to unsustainably high stats on Troy Terry, his IPP, his ITS points participation, is 79%. That means Troy Terry is involved in almost 80% of all goals scored while he's on the ice. That is way high. I can't think of any player that has managed to sustain an IPP of that rate for an extended period of time. I don't think Troy Terry's going to be that guy. And I don't think Troy Terry's also going to end off the year with scoring on a quarter or the one-fourth of every shot that he takes. I do like that his ice time is up. He's at 17 minutes average ice time a night. That's that's his that's a career high, and he's playing with a developing, much better roster in this this new Anaheim Ducks team. Overall, I think we've already started to see the regression from Troy Terry, who was once ranked top 10 as a public league player yep. for Yahoo <laughs> Fantasy. Now at 62. If I were to quickly project by the end of the year, I think Troy Terry will finish off the year in the top 150, maybe hovering between 120 and 150 because this shooting percentage cannot stay like that and this IPP cannot stay like that. And I don't I think the Ducks are a good team, but I don't think they'll stay this hot either. So all of that is a negative thesis for Troy Terry. I would be a seller if I was a holder, a seller higher. I think we've already started to see the regression. And I don't think it's going to stop here. What do you think, Chuck? Do you hold yeah. Troy Terry still? I agree with that analysis. I do hold Troy Terry in both the Keeper League and the Good Hockey Fantasy League. He's just been such a consistent performer for me that it's really hard for me to... Well, obviously, I'm not going to drop him. It's a bit hard for me to find what I think is going to be a reasonable trade. Yeah. Obviously, I want to sell high on Terry if I'm going to sell on Terry at all. And that means I'm going to want a nice return, a pretty... Or potentially a pretty big haul back. So I just haven't spent enough time looking at what I believe I could get back for Troy Terry. I've, I've just been enjoying his production too much. So I, I do think that eventually I'm going to need to sell him if if I want my team to continue to produce at the, the clip that it is right now. But yeah, I, I just like I like watching him score goals. Yeah. 
I like I like waking up in the morning and finding out that the Anaheim game that ran until 1 a.m. ended with an overtime shootout and Troy Terry scored a beautiful goal. It just it, it makes me feel so confident in holding him. He feels like a superstar player. Maybe not superstar, but he feels like a star player. And clearly he's performing that way right now. So yeah, the shooting percentage is definitely way too high, but he has always been, or for the most part, been a pass first kind of guy. So I expect maybe we'll see some more assists coming out of him. Yeah, I'm kind of getting similar Jason Robertson vibes here, just in terms of the deployment and the production. I don't know that Robertson was, I don't remember that Robertson was ever this high uh, in terms of like IPP and shot percentage, but uh, I know that points uh Robertson certainly got hot to like a point of game pace by the end of the year and Troy Terry has just kind of come out of the gate like that yeah I'm getting similar vibes I would I ended up holding Robertson in the keeper as one of my five keepers like I really wanted him this year and I could see Terry maybe follow mm-hmm. falling into that like at the super high end if he drops down to that 120 rank he's obviously not a keeper but There is a lot of potential here, and that's all I got to say about that. Okay, thanks for listening, folks. That's all for us at the Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast. This has been Over Exceeding Forwards. If you liked what you heard today, make sure that you check out our high-volume goaltender series. Make sure that you check out the Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast. comes out Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays is looking forward to the week. Thursdays is looking towards the weekend. I believe it's Sundays, actually. Sundays and Thursdays. Mm. PuckLegends.ca for cool t-shirts, including Soup Jack Campbell t-shirt, William Bill Nylander, Austin Patrick Matthews, Connor McDavid. You can go check it out. PuckLegends.ca. Use code GOODHOCKER. Free shipping Canada. Free shipping Canada. All right. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Like, rate, comment, subscribe. And podcast listeners, thank you as always. Shout out to the Apple podcast listeners and the Spotify podcast listeners. We love you guys. Take care. I'm toxic, so